The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. We need to hear God for, you know, where to live, where to work, where to go to church. We need direction. But if we only go to God every six months when we have a decision to make, I'm not sure we're going to hear very it. Sad. So that's why God speaks. God wants to be active in our lives today, and it shouldn't surprise us that our Father wants to speak to us. Pastor Robert Morris gives some practical ways for you to hear God's voice next. So glad you're here. Robert Morris, our pastor at Gateway, is here. Do y'all like Robert Morris? You know, you, you like Robert has written a book, Frequency. Tune in to hear God, and you really have to tune out certain channels, visually or audio, in order to hear the channel that's select. And the channel he's talking about, get on the right frequency, is to be able to hear the voice of God. Robert and I believe and people who really search the scriptures and see how the people in the Bible heard, we believe that you can hear God as clearly as you can hear a commentator, a preacher, or a spokesman. Now, it won't necessarily come in the same cadence. It may not be volume. It may be impressions. But you will know it's the voice of God, and that's what Robert is trying to help you with. Would you welcome Robert to share with us what Frequency says? Robert, I know you. I know you wrote the book. And you shared with Gateway what you would hope the whole church and every person on earth would hear. They can hear and recognize the voice of God. Yeah. The greatest thing, and we all say it, but the greatest thing in our lives is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. It's and a it personal, is a relationship it and it's a personal. Relationship. It's not religion. It's personal and it's not one way. It's two ways. We talk to him. He talks to us. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, that's what was lost in the Garden of Eden, that God would walk and talk with in Adam and Eve mm -hmm. in the cool of the day, which probably was the morning time. So every morning he's coming around and he's thinking, I'm going to go show him that waterfall today. I'm going to take him up on that high hill and show him that herd of elephants that I saw, you know, the other day. And so he's walking and that day he can't find them. And Adam says the saddest words that God had ever heard, I think. He said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Mm. That's so sad. And that, think about that. Mm -hmm. The first thing that sin does is make us afraid of the voice yeah. of God. So fellowship's broken. Yes, mm -hmm. immediately. And that's what Jesus came to restore. Yeah, so we'll he replace that with religion. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get fig leaves and put them all over ourselves. But Jesus We're still can restore Absolutely. fellowship mm -hmm. with the Father, with God, so we could still walk and talk with him. And he calls it friendship with God. He says, no longer do I call you servants because a master doesn't tell his servants what he's going to do, but a friend does. It says that Abraham was a friend of God. Moses that God talked to Moses as a man talks to his friend. I'll tell you one of the greatest benefits 
of hearing God. So many times we think, well, the greatest benefit is direction. I'll be able to hear God for what direction? No, the greatest is fellowship. Mm -hmm. You know, the greatest of, of, of you and Betty communicating is not that she tells you to pick up something on the way home at the grocery store, mm -hmm. but it's that she tells you her heart. Mm -hmm. And you tell her your heart. And you have a, an intimate relationship for over 50 years now. You've had that same relationship with the Lord for over 50 years now because as a teenage boy with a, a mother that tried to have you aborted, you know, unfortunately, we're not saying anything bad about her, but she didn't understand. Mm -hmm. She was raped, you know. Sure. And, and Justifiable abortion. Yeah, you came... Mm -hmm to know Jesus, and you started hearing Jesus. I remember Jesus telling you when you were 18 years old, I've heard the story, that you were gonna be preaching in football stadiums all over America, and everyone thought you were crazy. Mm -hmm. Within a year, it was, and, it happened. and you were, and it happened. And I had never even preached when I heard it. I wanna say something, I want the camera to come real tight. I want you to hear a fatherless, boy, a fatherless boy's response to what he just said. Now listen closely. I heard my drunk daddy sing one time when I was a boy. And he was so drunk, he never hardly knew what he was doing. And then I didn't see him again for years. But he sang, he walks with me, and he talks with me. I came to the garden alone, he told me so. But he tells me, walks me, he tells me I am his own. And I heard that as a boy. And I wanted to know, he tell me I'm his own. That hit me. And I got to know ultimately that father as a fatherless kid. Does that make sense? That's amazing. But it's in the garden. And that song carries a powerful message more than a voice. It's communication. It and every one of you listening, you know God wants you to hear that. And he wants you to know you're more special than you ever imagined anyone could be. And he wants you to have that fellowship. Well, more, as you say, more than a voice, it's a relationship. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to talk to you when you get up in the morning. I, I'm wondering if with Adam and Eve, I'm wondering if, you know, God was just sitting there, you know, waiting for him to wake up. I don't, you know, I do that. I, I wake up. That. I don't either. I, I wake up before Debbie. And so, uh, you know, sometimes I'm just looking at her, just waiting for her to wake up, you know, and, you know, she'll, she'll even, without even opening her eyes, she'll say, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not waking up yet, you know. You know baby, I'm getting so old, she comes in to check to see if there's any possibility I'm going to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Is he breathing? So that's, we you know, we talk about wanting to, we need to hear God for, you know, where to live, where to work, where to go to church. We need direction. But if we only go to God every six months when we have a decision to make, I'm not sure we're going to That's hear very him. sad. I and think you know, he, he loves to hear our hearts. He yes. loves for us to talk to him. But more than that, the listening part is the best part to me because then he tells me about his heart and what's on his heart. Yeah, one of the things I cover in the book, I, 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 if, if I said the guy's name, you wouldn't know him. But he's a very successful businessman. He came to our church. And uh, he took, asked me to go to lunch, and here's what he asked me, what everyone asked me. He said, you talk about the Lord said this to me or the Lord said that. He said, how do you hear God? And I told him a very practical thing, which I cover in the book. One thing is you set an appointment. If you don't have appointment, you'll have misappointment, and then you'll have disappointment. Mm -hmm. So you got to set an appointment. And then I told him about talking to God and then reading the Word. And then I said, this is in the book, and I go into more detail, but just very practical. Write what you think God is saying to so you important. through what you just read. Yep. That's all I want you to do. 
And about six months, I said, six months from now, let's have lunch again. Six months later, he said, I am filling up books. Isn't that great? And God is what speaking yeah. to me. There you go. Yes, every day. And it changes life. One of the things that he loves to do is to encourage people. Absolutely. Which the word encourage means put courage in. Mm. I mean, that's literally what it means. And that's what prophecy is. It's not rebuking. It's not correcting. It's encouraging someone. And the more we learn to hear God, see, we learn to hear God through relationship. You know, when Debbie calls me on the phone and says, hey, I say, hey, I know who it is immediately. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've, yeah. oh, we're, sure. we're at 35 years, you know, in marriage. So I know. Now, I, you people say, you know, because of caller ID. We used to not have caller ID, <laughs> by the way, okay? All right. But I know because it's her voice. Exactly. I spend a lot of time with her. Right. In the same way, I spend time with God. So I'll tell you something happened. I was working for you years ago. And we would go right over here to a cafeteria and eat. Mm-hmm. Pete Glader would go with us, oh, one of your good friends. Sure. We'd go to this cafeteria. So we're sitting there eating one day. This guy walks in that looks like Mr. America. I found out later he had been a former Mr. America. Mm-hmm. Okay. So big old body. A little bit like me. Look, <laughs> okay, so... Um, I didn't know how to handle I didn't know what to say there. I thought, now he's the host, so what do you say? Okay, so... So uh, anyway, well, this one really take me a while to recover from that. <laughs> so, okay, so so I hear this, and I I know it's the Lord because I've spent time in the Lord. So I go over to the guy, and you don't have to be mystical when you give a word to someone. And mm-hmm. so you know, I just I decided to do something. I said, hey, I, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, you know, I'm a kind of a perceptive guy. I said, have you ever worked out with weights? And I just. <laughs> So he laughed. He's there with his wife. He said, yeah, a few times. So I said, well, I said, I don't want to be strange, but I feel like the Lord spoke something to me about you when he walked in. He looked at his wife, and he said, would you sit down and tell us because we were just talking about God. Mm. And I said, I saw you as a little boy sitting in, I think, your grandmother's lap, Mm. and you were crying. And your grandmother told you the story of Samson and said that if you would serve God, he would make you strong like Samson. And God came to tell you, comes to tell you today, he's kept up his end of the deal, but you haven't kept up your end of the deal. Now, you better know you're hearing God when you tell Mr. America that. (laughs) So this guy, this guy, he he looked his wife, they both start crying. He said, when I was a little boy, my mother was a single mom. I was raised by my grandmother. And some boys threw rocks at me, hit me in the head, and I started crying. And I went home. My grandmother held me in her lap, told me the story of Samson. Wow. And told me that. And I committed my life to Christ at that time. And he said, I just told my wife that story on the way to the restaurant. Wow. And I said, we need to get back in church. And that Sunday, they came to church with me. And that that's hearing God. And God can do that. Um, I was going to tell you something, this is going to actually be news to the two of you, because we're good friends. But I was just thinking, I think I'm going to share this. Um, so you know I have a son named James. It's named after you. Yeah. I've regretted that many times. <laughs> I love you, James. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. So yes, sir. he's strong like you, but he's going in the right direction now, right. so that's good. That's good. Okay. So we had a t- our 21-day fast at the first of the year, and they have two children, the two boys, but they want a little girl. And he was, she was, and, but they, she had two miscarriages. 
And so they were praying about whether to try to have another child. So she said, Lord, if we're supposed to have another child, let someone tell me who's close to me on this fast. Let someone give me a word. So we started January 10th. We went through the 31st. On the 31st, she's on our worship team, and I'm sitting there about to preach, and I look up, and the Lord speaks something to me. So that night, we're having dinner with all the kids, and I said, hey, I have an announcement. And they said, oh, really, what? I said, Bridget's pregnant. <laughs> and her eyes got big. She said, are you joking? I said, no, I'm not joking. Bridget's pregnant. And she said, I'm not pregnant. I said, yeah, you are. The Lord said you're pregnant. <laughs> and then on the way home, she told James, she said, I was praying that if we were supposed to have another child, someone would give me a word. And this was the last day of the fast. Someone close to us mm -hmm. would speak a word. That's pretty close. Yeah, of course, James said, why'd you pray that? But anyway. Um, <laughs> so this past week, we had dinner with them, and they said, you gave us that word, so we went to the doctor. And we weren't, and the pregnancy test said we weren't pregnant. But the doctor said, your progesterone is too low for you to even get pregnant. So she started taking it. Well, that's why she had the two miscarriages, because it was so low. So she started taking that medicine. Then not she went knowing back, there was pregnancy, knowing, yeah. But she went back to the doctor then just a couple weeks ago, and the doctor said, you're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant. But here's the thing. I gave her the word four weeks before yeah. we had that dinner, and she's pregnant with five weeks. <laughs> But the, here, here's what I want to say. It's not just that I had the word. Yeah. It's that because of the word, she, got she the went to the doctor. She started taking the medicine she knocked it. It could have avoided a miscarriage. Absolutely. Where she lost, where they lost two children, and that's very painful for someone, sure. you know. So that's why God speaks. God wants to be active Absolutely. in our lives today. And it shouldn't surprise us that our Father wants to speak to us. Isn't that fun? Don't you think that's exciting? Yeah. And we should, we should live ready for God to talk to us, don't you think? Because I know many times a friend of mine or someone that I think, they just came across my thoughts, you know, and I think, I think I'm going to call them or I'm going to text them. That's exactly and right. And almost every time they'll respond and say, I needed that so much. Yeah. Just the right I time. I had the, the same thing. I um, uh, woke up with a friend of mine on my heart, a pastor friend. And as I went walking that morning, I would normally pray for the church, for our kids, for everything. I prayed for him the whole time. I just prayed for him that God would strengthen him, God would touch his heart, prayed for him, you know. About three weeks later, I didn't even think about it anymore. About three weeks later, I thought about it, and I thought, I'm going to call him and tell him. So I told him. I called him, and I said, hey, how you doing? He said, I'm doing okay. He said, I don't know if you heard. He said, my father passed away. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm so sorry. And so I said, I woke up about three weeks ago praying for you. And he said, what day was that? And I remembered because it was my grandson's birthday and we were getting ready to go to the party. Mm -hmm. So I told him the exact date and he said, that's the day my, my wow. father passed away. Wow. That's the Lord. Yes, and that should not surprise us. Mm -hmm. When we have a Bible full of miracles like that, that should not surprise us that God wants to speak to us today and use us to help other people. Now, I want to say this to you because I think it's real important. You say, James, what if I thought I heard God and it didn't, didn't seem to play out? I don't think Betty and I ever knew anybody that we thought loved the Lord any more purely. We sat the other day and listened to our grandson who just got engaged. He's the oldest son of our daughter that's in heaven. And he was able to sit there and recount the blessings and he had just come back from the mission field with Kyle Rogers who went to school and grew up with our daughter, Robin. 
And he said, the Mimi and Papaw to us is so great to hear Kyle talk about my mama when she was a girl growing up and how she ministered to him and impacted his life. And now he's just such a great mission outreach person with four beautiful children, uh-huh. five beautiful uh-huh. children. And it, they're just a miracle. Kyle, I love you and Amy, you're so beautiful. And, and then here's the thing I want you to hear. Robin never doubted. She said, I'm, I'm going to be well. I'm gonna, I win about the cancer. She just always knew Robin should hurt the Lord. And then Robin looked at us bewildered in the hospital around Christmas and had to say goodbye. Listen, listen to me. She said, I win. Boy, there isn't anybody that's ever been winning. We heard the Lord through our little daughter say to us, I'm watching this. I know we're going to have a wedding, (laughs) but I wouldn't come back. I want you to know I win. I want everybody to win. Robert, you can think you've heard God and know you heard God. If it doesn't play out, let me tell you what he does. He just puts his arms of compassion and love around you. And when you know him because you've had fellowship with him and you don't understand, you still trust him. And I want you to know him like that. That's the only reason we're here on life today. Betty and I are not a couple of professional Christian communicators. We have met this holy God and I am so far from perfect. And his love for me is so indescribably perfect. Let us send your frequency. And you look, Robert, I know you want everybody watching us to do what you were moved to do years ago and say, when I see a need I can meet, I'm going to joyfully meet it. You pray with me right now. And all of you here, as you look in on the scene and you're going to hear God, And I pray you respond exactly according to his will. You're going to be excited to do this. Watch closely. We do all we can to protect our kids. But beneath the blazing sun, thirst is a powerful force that can drive a child to drink the unthinkable. What took her children continues to threaten those who remain as well as the other survivors in this village. Oh, Lord, I long for the day when that sweet lady 
bleed those little children to clean water because of your love. Lord Jesus, do it. I, uh, I just really feel like that, you know, you hear God, you'd say, I don't want them to go down there and get that old water. It's all they got. I mean, it's all they got. And to take away the ones they love, they have such little means and their children are the greatest source of joy for most of them. You just never, you just can't believe how those mothers over there in those hard hit countries love their little babies. And it's, it's their entertainment, it's their joy. And then to see them get sick. I, I wanna see that precious woman. I wanna see God heal her broken heart and get clean water for those children. Well, you know, you've heard James and I share the loss we feel in our, losing our daughter. We understand how she feels. We understand the pain in her heart. And yet, at the same time, we understand that this can be prevented if we can get the water wells in there, the source of clean water rather than the contaminated water that they have. They have no choice but to drink that water. They have to have water. But the difference is this problem can be solved if we'll join together and, and let's reach out and let's drill these water wells that will last them for a lifetime and they'll have a choice to make, a good choice, and that's water that won't kill their babies. Well, you know, if we found a cure for cancer, there isn't a person. I bet a lot of you pray for places like St. Jude's or the Shriners Hospital where you see those little kids. I just want to get all those little kids on there and say, come in here and tell us how much it means to you. Your little body works pretty good because somebody loves you. If we could fix them all, your heart would leap to do it. Thank God for every scientist and every medical researcher that tries to find a cure. If you found the perfect cure, you say, we just get it to them. We've got the perfect cure. All the pain and hurt and heartache, it's just a cup of water. Jesus said, I'm the water of life. It's so essential. He's essential to life. We give them water for life and we point them to the water of life and they're willing to listen because they've seen the love. It comes from the water of life. And you're the ones that make the missionaries so very effective. Their hearts are full, but their hands are no longer empty. You've given them the ability to reach out in love and say, here's what love does. Would you right now go to lifetoday.org? Would you go and dial that number where people call for prayer and you say, today I'm calling to be an answer to prayer. And I'm gonna drill a water well, they're $4,800. You could do that, some of you could, yes you could. It might be a step, it might be a stretch, but the joy will be unspeakable. Could you drill part of a well? 1,200 and pray three join you, or 2,400 and say, Lord, get somebody else to join when we got a well. Most of the income and the support for wells comes from people who give $48. That breaks out into an average of 10 people water the rest of their life. 144, 30 people. There's a level at which you can participate and be an answer to prayer. And by the way, don't count it insignificant if you give 10 people water. It might be her kids. It might be that little group going there with that mother. We're gonna give you a future. Would you do it right now, lifetoday.org. Dial the number. We're gonna send you Robert's book, Frequency, Hearing God, a beautiful journal, a pen. We have a beautiful bronze majesty, what God makes, his majesty makes it. Would you please say, I'm gonna give the greatest gift. I'm gonna give life because of the love of our Lord in my heart for them. Would you do it right now? Thank you so much for doing it. Pray many join you. 500 wells, 15 countries. You do what God leads you to do.
Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help establish and drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we would like to send you Pastor Robert Morris' new book, Frequency. As you read, you'll discover how to hear God's voice, receive direction for your life, and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive the Hearing God Daily Journal and Scripture Pen, a wonderful way to record what God is impressing on your heart and a beautiful keepsake for your daily prayer time. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and you may request our beautiful Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I, I want to say thank you for reaching out to those who are thirsty, but also because I shared and I have openly, we know what heartache feels like. You've been such a blessing to us to pray for us. Pray for others. And if you want to help someone that may really need to hear God and the encouragement that Robert talked about, get frequency. Help them learn to tune in because you really can hear the shepherd's voice. So we're going to send you the book to say thanks for giving a cup of water or a well. But why don't you go online and say, I've got two friends that would really be blessed if they could hear God. Or go to the bookstore. And just stand there and pray, Lord, who do I get a copy for that could change their whole life? Really pray about it. You may be surprised when you stand there at the book shelf and you look and God says, get one for that. Get one for that. And all of a sudden the hearing process has started yeah. and then you get to watch the fruit. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Robert Morris? You know we love you. Yes, I do. We look forward to meeting your daughter, Lay. Yeah, yeah. And her tell her story. She'll be here. And she rebelled against God. But she hears him. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing life.
Elaine Fisher, daughter of Pastor Robert Morris, shares about a time when she rebelled against the church and her family until God spoke to her in a miraculous way. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.